Okay, let's begin. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Now we'll be reading Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. May God bless the reading of his word. Today we'll continue our sermon series on unless the Lord builds it, being a Christian family in 2021. We have Minister Kohler preaching to us the message, Kids Too. Let's turn our time over now to Minister Kohler as he shares from God's word. Over to you, Minister Kohler. I love podcasts. I love listening to them, especially when I'm driving to work or maybe when I'm going to the gym. And, and the reason I love it is because in, in moments where there's just kind of dead air, or dead time, that I can I can learn something new or I can you know live and experience someone else's story. And I, I love them so much that I, I'm trying to put together a, a Crossbridge podcast. And so as I'm still working out the, some of the details and, and trying to figure out what I want to do and where I want to take it... Um, but I have done two interviews so far, and, and one of them was with Pastor Bowman, our, you know, our, our children's pastor who, who directs our children's ministry. And as I was preparing the sermon about obedience and, and children obeying their parents, I was reminded of something that Pastor Bowman said in the podcast. And, and so I'll, I'll put together, uh, I want to throw up just a, a clip of that podcast. It's about a, about a minute long. What do you like about you know, serving kids? Um. Yeah, I, I find that the children are more humble than us <laughs> adults. I think they better um, display the trust yeah. and dependence that they have, that we have. We're, we need to trust and depend on God more mm -hmm. as adults and not on ourselves and our own wisdom and strength. And I think kids better model that type of attitude like trusting mm. and depending and and they're just more humble by nature i believe than yeah. we are and you know so it's <laughs> i just love their you know they, they are who they are mm -hmm. and they seem to enjoy life more than a lot of adults <laughs> do you know now, the reason why that, that, that clip resonated with me so much is because, you know, as I was reading this, it says, children obey your parents. The first thing I thought was, well, I'm not a child, I'm a grown adult. And then obedience, I don't need to obey anyone but God, <laughs> because I'm a grown adult. And, and realizing that maybe in, in this moment, I, I, I need to be like a child, and, and re where there's humility where there's an enjoyment of life and where I'm able to submit. And also recognizing too that we're all children. We, every one of us is a child of someone else. So whether you are six or whether you are 66, that there is a message for you here as we talk about children obeying your parents. So let's dive into this text. Let's dive into the word of God and, and ask ourselves, what does it mean for children to obey the parents? 
So the first thing that I'm going to point out is, well, it's clear. In both Ephesians and Colossians, it says, children, obey your parents. That much is clear. But what I want to point out first is that it says in Ephesians, children, obey your parents. Notice this, in the Lord. Colossians, children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Now, as we've gone through this entire sermon series, one thing that's been repeated throughout the whole series is that in marriage, it's reflecting Christ's relationship with God. In singleness, we're supposed to find our identity in the root of who we are in Christ. A husband is supposed to lead in sacrificial leadership like Christ. A wife is supposed to submit to her husband like Christ submitted to the Father. Parents are supposed to love and raise their children in the discipline of the Lord. It's all rooted in this, in this identity, in this life given over to the Lord. And it's the same thing for children too. For children, there's a role that you play in the family, in the family being built and the foundation being laid in the Lord. It's like Dr. Arthur's. He had a picture last week of a house. And as the house is built, the foundation is in the Lord. Or as the tree is planted, its roots are in the Lord. And so children in the same way, children in the same way, we too are to be found in the Lord. So first and foremost, right, it tells us what we ought to do, which is obey. We're supposed to obey our parents, but why? Why do we obey our parents? Well, it's this piece of being in the Lord, being in Christ. Now, this is important because in the Greek world, in the household codes, like Dr. Arthur's mentioned last week, household codes were, were a, a, a Greek philosopher's way of saying, this is how a house should be organized. And in Greek household codes, it would talk primarily through the lens of the father or the patriarch of the family and how he had a dominating role towards everyone else in the family. And actually, it was so taken for granted that children were supposed to obey their parents that often children weren't even mentioned in the household codes. The reason why it's significant here is not only are children mentioned, but they're actually mentioned before parents. And not only are they mentioned before parents, but when it says children obey your parents, it's not just simply what they ought to do, but it's why. For this is right. And uh, for this is right, but they're doing it in the Lord. For this pleases the Lord. And that's the key here. It's not just an action. The children are recognized as people who are part of the body of Christ, just as much as parents, just as much as married people, just as much as adults, just as much as husbands and wives. Children are also part of the family and the body of Christ. So that means 
if you feel, if you're a child, that you have just as much a role to play, again, in building up the family in Christ as anyone else in the family does as well, whether it be your mom or dad, aunt or uncle, pastor. Children have just as much a part to play because you also are in Christ. That's awesome. You're welcomed in. You're part of the family too. So the first thing that we're supposed to see in obedience is that the role that children play, that that children have a role to play. And now that role that they play is obedience. The role that children play in building up the family of helping to establish the foundation of being in Christ in the family is obedience. So now let's, let's talk about what, what, how Paul expands, how the word of God, how, how God helps us want, wants us to understand what obedience means. And what Paul does is he connects this idea of children obeying your parents to the, the commandment, the fifth commandment in Ephesians 6, 2 to 3. It says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise. That's the ten, it's part of the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in this land. He says, honor your father and mother. So, so what does this word honor mean? Well, in Hebrew, honor has this idea of, of weightiness, of heaviness. And you might even say significance. It says, when you look at your mom and dad, you should feel... Just the fact that they are your mom and dad should feel a weight of significance about who they are. Now, that might be a, a weird idea, but, but I think that we, 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 we do experience this in, in, in everyday life. Uh, like, simply because of people's position. Uh, you might think of the, the president. I was reading Michelle Obama's autobiography. Um, and she's talking about the, the, how annoying it is sometimes for the Secret Service to be following the president and his family around all the time. Because what they do is, uh, if a president is going to a, a new place, at somewhere different, Secret Service will, will get in there 90 minutes before the president comes in, and they'll shut down the place. You're, whoever's in there is not leaving, and there's no one else coming in. And, and the Secret Service will say, and, and they'll barricade the place and check for security. And then you, you realize it's because the president is coming. And it doesn't matter, you know, how you feel about whatever president. It's simply because of his presence. And they say a few minutes before the president comes, the Secret Service will, will say a code word like Black Hawk Down or, Black, or, 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 or you know, the, the eagle is coming, right? And, and there, there will be a hush and a nervous anticipation as the president walks and all attention is drawn to the president. If you're from England, that might, you might feel that way about the queen. Her position simply as the queen, there's a weightiness, there's a significance, there's a heaviness to this. Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, political figures don't mean as much to you. What, what about uh, Rosé from Blackpink, right? The, the main singer of one of K-pop's biggest groups, right? If, if, you, if you saw, for some of you, if you saw Rosé on the street, you'd be like, whoa, I'm blown away because, you know, because she is 
her position, her status, who she is. There's there's a significance. There's a weightiness. And I, I think for me, on, on a more you know down to earth level, not you know maybe not celebrity status, but uh, I, I feel that way sometimes when I see Pastor Pan, when when he talks in a meeting. Uh, pastor Pan, being the senior pastor of CBCGB, being my boss, when he talks in a meeting, we all listen. We all hear what he has to say because he's a senior pastor. Right? There, there's a lot of wisdom there, and, he, and he's, he's wise, and he's served the church for years and years and years. But, beca- but with, with, with Pastor Pan, there's a, there's a weightiness, there's a heaviness, there's a significance to his presence into a room, his, what he says into what, what he says about ministry or about conflicts or, you know, his ideas or opinions. And, and I, what, what I'm trying to convey here is that what the Bible says, what Paul is trying to help us understand, the word of God for us about obeying our parents, one of the things that we're supposed to, one element of this is that we're supposed to see this relationship with our parents with weightiness, with significance, with a heaviness that is afforded to them simply because they're our parents. Uh, w- w- one, one interesting point is in, in Ephesians 6, 1, Paul says, children obey your parents in the Lord, but he says, look at this, for this is right. He says it's, it's almost like it's built into the DNA. I don't even have to explain it. It's just right to do, to listen to our parents. And simply because of who our parents are that we afford them weight. Now, in, in in the in the Greek world, they they, they said that our that our parents are are almost like we should revere them like the gods because our parents are are have are are, are, are part part of a creative act in creating you like the gods created the world as they created you. So therefore, we should honor our parents in the same that we same way that we honor God. Now, that might be a step too far, right? We, we don't consider our parents gods. And in the Jewish world, what they said is you, you first honor God, but right below that is your parents. That, this is starting to give you a little bit of an idea of, of what the expectations were for honoring your parents. In, in, in Deuteronomy 21, 18 to 21, this should also give you an idea of, of how heavy and how significant and how weighty it was for you to honor your parents. It says, if a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and though they discipline him, will not listen to them, then his father and his mother shall take hold of him and bring him out to the elders of the city at the gate of the place where he lives. And they should say to the elders of the city, this our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Now look at this. Then all the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. So you shall purge the evil, right? Not honoring your, the evil from your midst and all Israel shall hear and fear. That's the weightiness. That's the significance of honoring your parents. Now, we might not have that same weight and significance, but I think it is, it's a challenge for us to say, am I taking my parents for granted? Or am I truly loving them, seeing them with the proper weight and significance 
because they're my parents. Now, it, it, it's, it's, an important, it's important to say that what's assumed in this passage, what's assumed in these passages, whether it be the Ten Commandments or whether it be in Ephesians or Colossians, is what's assumed is that the parents are there to, to raise children in the way of the Lord. Like Dr. Arthur's preached, do not XD, but do indie. If you remember what that means, it says, do not exasperate or discourage. This is the job of parents, but parents are supposed to instruct and discipline. And not, not just for the sake of doing it because it's right, but for the sake of growing and loving your children as they follow in the way of the Lord. So now that's the expectation of parents. And so there's, there's a point in this too where we're, we recognize that part of the reason we honor our parents is, is that there's a, there's a mutual submission that is key here. Just like husbands and wives, there's a mutual submission there. With parents and children, there's a mutual submission. Parents are loving their children. Parents are instructing and disciplining their children so that they would grow up to love Christ. And our job as children is to obey and receive that we might become more like Christ and build the family to be like Christ. We honor, we honor, we hold with weight and significance our parents because they're helping us become like Christ. And Paul continues on and he says in, in Ephesians 6, 3, that it may go well with you and, they may, and that you may live long in the land. For Israel, as they were receiving the Ten Commandments, this was, this was a promise to that, that as they listened to their parents, as they obeyed and honored their parents, and as, as the expectation was parents, that, that they would cause their children to love Christ, that they would teach their children the way of Christ, that, that their love, Israel's love for the Lord was, was the condition in which God said, I will keep you in the land. Now, today we're not, we're not tied so much to a physical place of Israel or even our church property so much as, as Christians. But I think that there, there is general good principle here that it may go well with you. I think of Proverbs, Proverbs 6, 20 to 22, where it says, My son, keep your father's commandments and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will talk with you. Now, we're not guaranteed a good life if we listen to all the things that our parents say. But they, they do help us. They do instruct us. They do help to guide us as we listen to what they say. That it may, in verse 3, that it may go well with you. I, I was thinking about my, my own parents and how, how, they, how they taught us and how they instructed us, right? And there, there was a point um, when my brother was in college, and uh, I asked him the story after he graduated and, and I, as he moved. And, and so I asked him, I was like, hey, what was college like for you? And he said, hey, the first three years were really, really hard. You know, I didn't have discipline. I didn't have structure. I, I didn't really know what I, was, what I was doing with my life. And I was kind of just floundering and a little bit all over the place. And then I said, what, well, what changed? Because it seems like your last two years, you, you excelled. You did great. Like, what, what happened? And, and he said, uh, mom sent me an email. 
And in that email, you know, she, it, was, it was the normal thing where she said, I'm praying for you. I'm, I'm, I, I love you. If you ever need any help, you can always reach out to me. But then there's one line in her email that my brother said, it, it changed my life. And that line in the email, it said, oftentimes we know what the right thing to do is, but we just don't do it. Oftentimes we know what the right thing to do is, we just don't do it. And so my mom said, do the right thing. <laughs> she, I mean, she, she literally said to my brother, do the right thing. And, and he said, you know, it's like for some reason that clicked with me, that, 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 that changed the way that my, my paradigm, the perspective in which I saw life. Oftentimes, you know, I do know what the right thing to do is, I, I honestly just don't do it. And so he said, that that was so formational, that was so foundational to me, and I, I still live that out. I remember when he shared that with me probably eight, seven, eight years ago, and, and, and thinking, wow, that, that is honestly is you know kind of profound, especially too, if we know what the right thing to do in Christ is. And so while, while we're not guaranteed success as we honor our parents, says that it might go well with you, though we're not guaranteed that our life will be smooth and comfortable. Oftentimes our parents are speaking from a place of wanting to help and encouraging us and helping us pursue the Lord and seeking him. Therefore, we ought to hold their words with weight, hold their lives with weight, our relationship with them with significance. Is why we ought to obey our parents. So honestly, you know, you know, it's 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 a pretty simple message, right? That first and foremost, as children, as who we are in the church, sorry, who we are is we're in Christ. And because we're in Christ, there's a role for us, even as children, to play in the growth and the building up of the body of Christ. And part of the way that we do that. The way that we're commanded in this passage is to obey our parents. And, and part of the how we do that is honoring our parents and, and holding what they say and their love for us with weight. So let's talk about it. Let's bring this down to, to earth. What, it, what does it mean for us to obey our parents? Well, I think first we might say, we might say what it doesn't mean is to is to sin, right? It, it, it doesn't mean that if, if, if your parents are, are, are telling you to do something that you know is wrong, that violates your conscience, that you still ought to do it, right? We, we, no, that's not right. Because first and foremost, again, our, our identity, who we are, is, is being formed and becoming more and more like Christ. And so if obeying your parents is, is causing you to sin, then we have to say, well, if there's something that they tell you to do that's sinful or wrong, then we say, well, no, first we are, we are made in the image of Christ. We obey Christ, who we are, followers of Christ. Right? So, so I, I, think, I think I just need to put that out there. Right? But I'll also say this too, that what, what, what obeying your parents isn't is a passive life. is a passive existence where your parents tell you everything that you should do and you don't have to make decisions on your own. Again, we are, the purpose of obeying your parents is to be formed and to be shaped like Christ, to make your, is to say, I, ha, I am an active participant in my walk with God, in building up the body. 
We're not just lazing around and saying, I'll do whatever my parents tell me to do. I'll take whatever career, you know. No, we, we are engaged in our own lives. God gave us brains and he wants us to use them, to think he gave us giftings and abilities and he wants us to, to use those. And so obeying your parents is not a passive existence. Now, what obeying your parents is, what honoring your parents is, well, it can mean a lot of things. Because whether you are 6 or 66, there's going to be a little bit of a different nuance. There's going to be a little bit of a different way because of of obeying your parents, of honoring your parents because you're in a different life stage. So I want to briefly, just really quickly walk through, you know, a little bit from, from each of those life stages. Again, I can't be comprehensive. But I hope you'd consider for yourself, you know, as, as if you're young or you're older, you're, you know, you're whatever you might be, how we might honor your parents. So as, as you're as you're very young, obeying your parents might actually just mean obeying the letter of the law. If your parents tell you to do something, trusting that what they're telling you to do is for your good. My my youngest daughter, Nia, she wakes up early and she likes to go to the kitchen and, and, and snack. And of course, the things that she snacks on are unhealthy things. It's, it's chips, it's cookies, it's, you know, candies. And we don't have much of those in our house. And so when she eats them, they're gone, right? And, and it, funnily enough, it, she's actually a very, very clean eater. She'll take scissors and make sure to cut very cleanly at the top, but she'll still snack. And the reason we tell her not to snack, right, is, is because she, she's eating junk food. She's eating things that aren't nutritious for her. So then when, by the time a meal comes around, by the time breakfast or lunch, she's not hungry for food that's actually nutritious for her, that's actually good for her. And so... She's only three. And so we tell her, Nia, please don't snack. And so as you're young, it simply might mean obeying your parents, listening to what they're telling you and trusting that the reason why they're telling you these things are for your own good. Now, as you get older, maybe you get into a teenager, you start to feel that your parents are a little bit more meddlesome. You feel your parents are kind of square or not cool. You want your own independence and and, and so as your teenager, maybe obeying your parents, honoring your parents, holding what they say with weight means having a bit more grace and maybe some more empathy for your parents as well. And, and, and saying that as a teenager, you often feel, my parents don't understand me. But if you're empathetic, you might also realize too that maybe you also don't understand your parents. And so rather than just dismissing the suggestions and the advice of your parents outright, it's to say, maybe I ought to ask why they're telling me this. Or, or instead of just dismissing it outright, saying, maybe they have a point, maybe they have a little bit more experience than I do, and saying, maybe I'll, 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 I'll consider it a little bit more deeply. And, and though you might not understand your parents, and though they might not understand you, trying to bridge the gap, rather than just trying to be on your own or with your friends, to honor and to obey your parents. And as, as you get a little bit older too, as you become a, you know, a, a young adult, you move into your adult years as you graduate from college, you, you start to realize that maybe your parents weren't as square as you, you thought they were, but you start to recognize them for who they are as adults. You start to have a greater appreciation for them a little bit. But then also life, life just gets really, really busy for you, right? Whether you be serving a church or pursuing hobbies or going to work, you know, or, whatever it might be. And, and so 
and maybe this is for all adults, but just remembering to, remembering your parents to give them a call, right? I, I remember to give my parents a call for Mother's Day and for Father's Day, but you know, after that, I, I kind of just forgot. <laughs> and so maybe going to visit your parents when it's acceptable or giving them a call if you have time, remembering that they love you, they care for you, even though you're independent, that you've moved out on your own or wherever you are to still spend time and appreciate your parents as a way to hold that relationship of significance and remembering the lessons that they taught you. And, and if, if God has blessed you in, in marriage and with kids, and then you start to, to realize with kids that you, you start to think, oh, how did my parents raise me? And, and start to, you start to take the good with the bad. And, and as, parent, as your parents become grandparents and you say like, well, how, how come you treat your kids? How come you treat my kids in such a different way than you treated me? You know, And, and also still appreciating how your parents raised you. And, 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 and how your parents loved you and cared for you. And, and as you go through the sleepless nights and, and, and as, you, as you're tired and as you're anxious about the things of the future, recognizing that your parents also probably felt the exact same way about you and, and maybe appreciating them for that as well. And, and as your parents get older, and as their, their health starts to fail, Having those conversations, maybe even earlier on, to say, hey, how can I take care of you? What are your expectations from me and the family and in, in, in loving you? And still holding that, that relationship as weighty and caring for them. And obedience to your parents starts to mean a, a little bit something as they get older and they need to depend on you some more too. So, you know, you know the, the means of that, how that's going to look is different for every family. My mom is like, no, I'd rather you just put me in a, in, in, in a retirement home rather than rather than me living with you. I like my independence. <laughs> and then maybe as your parents get older and as they pass on, it's remembering their legacy, remembering the good and the bad that they've done to you and, and, and passing on stories to your own kids or passing on stories to the lessons that, they, that you've learned from them, the lessons that they taught you to other people. Now, what I recognize is that in each of these steps, it's not mutually exclusive to young kids obeying your parents and, and you know, older people remembering their parents. You know, you, you can do all of these things at once, but I just want to give you just different ideas about different life stages, about what it means to obey your parents, what it means to be rooted in honoring your parents. Because we're called as Christians, we're called as believers to be like Christ in our childhood. In being children, there's a unique way as children to love and to obey and to show Christ to the world, to build up the church and the body of Christ through being a child, no matter how old you are. And so uh, I, I just want to share uh, one last story uh, with you about my mom to, to, to finish up because yeah, just to finish up, um, my mom is, I know a lot of people say this, but my mom is the most excellent mom in the world. I, I, I really believe that she's, she's, she's amazing. And there was one time when I was a teenager, um, where we, we, we went to Panera and my, my mom really enjoys going to Panera. Uh, maybe it's the vibe and maybe it's just, you know, getting a salad or a baguette or just some kind of dessert at Panera. And, and so she, she brought me with her to Panera one time and, you know, I, I asked her, I was like, hey, what were me and my brother like when we were young? And so she was just sharing, you know, stories about me and my brother. And, and I, I remember in, 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 in one part of the conversation, I don't know how I got there, 
where she said, you know, when I saw you and when I saw Arthur, my older brother, I, I realized that as a parent, I have so many flaws. I make so many mistakes. And, and, and I also realized that as a parent, that, well, I'm actually just borrowing you from God. That as much as you belong to me and I'm your mom, that ultimately more than anything else, you belong to God and you belong to Christ. And so I recognize my flaws and, and I, I would just ask God that in my weakness, that God would be with you, that he would cover those things, that he would lead you, that he would guide you, that he would teach you. Because I know if it's only me, I'm going to do a bad job of it, that I'm going to do an imperfect job of it. And so I surrender you to Christ because you're his. And, 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 and that idea stuck with me and resonated with me because that's, that's such a humble and a humble way of thinking about your children, but then also thinking about life, right? It, and, and it's not only a lesson for me about how I raise my kids, but it's a lesson for me about life, that my life was never my own, but that my life belongs to God. And even in my weakness, even in my inability to do things right, even in my strengths, praying that God would, God would be glorified, that God would use me, that God would cover me in my weaknesses and my flaws and, and trusting that God would work and, and saying my life is not my own. That's a lesson I learned from my mom and that I also take into parenting with my kids that I'm, this is borrowed time that I'm with my kids. And that ultimately that, that they're Christ's, not mine. And so it's not my will for my kids, but God's will for my kids. That's just one of those awesome lessons. And, and one of the ways I, I, I want to be obedient to my mom in the lessons that she taught me, that I want to honor my mom and share the, the awesome things that she's instilled in my life. And, and so, yeah, just with that story, I, I, I want to just highlight how... We honor how we obey our parents as they, as they lead us into loving the Lord. And we also take hold of that as, and we also love the Lord as well. So church, let us be people who honor and obey our parents. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for, for putting children in the family of God. You don't wait till we're adults, but we're, even as children, you, you bring us into your family, into the fold. So Lord, we ask for your help. Let us be humble and excited like children are. And let us follow you and glorify you uniquely as children as well. We need you, Lord. And thank you for making even People like us who are children who are weak and desperate, able to come to the Father and come to you. Thank you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen.